Welcome to Sheepdog Nation podcast, the only place on the internet where law enforcement and their families can come to be understood, supported, and stood up for. Here's your host, the always entertaining, down-to-earth, yet-in-your-face truth speaker and Leo herself, Autumn Schmidt. What is up, Sheepdog Nation? Welcome to another podcast with your host, me, Autumn Clifford. I'm super fucking stoked about today's uh, interview. We have Miss Laura Burke. uh, And Laura, she is our first female officer that we are interviewing on this podcast, other than myself. I'm so, so, so excited to have her on here. She, the reason I, I, I went out and I was, she was my first girl that I hunted, <laughs> head hunted for this podcast because she, I follow her on social media and she is just exactly like me, which means I know you guys are going to love her. She is, she's a police officer um, from down South, I believe in Texas. And she's going to tell you in a minute. And, but she's zero fucks, like totally all about the blue. And she just, and she just says it like it is. And she actually, I see her so much on um, social media, just really standing up for her and standing up for women as not, you know, she's not, she's not afraid to stand up for herself. And I just truly believe that we need to see more, you know, law enforcement officers doing that, more women doing that, um, and really coming together and, you know, standing up for, you know, all of us standing up for ourselves. And so I just love it. And so I'm so excited to have her here. Um, Laura, please introduce yourself. Tell us like everything we can need to know about you. We're so excited to have you here. Well, as she already said, um, I'm Laura Burke. I actually work for Dallas PD in Texas. I've been working with them for a little over, geez, 10 years already. Just feels like <laughs> um, I actually work in child exploitation and the Internet Crimes Against Children. So I get to have the lovely job of dealing with the people that are sexually assaulting children and then looking at child pornography and getting those dirty birds. Mm. So... I've been doing that for three years, but I've been a detective for six, so I, I couldn't tell you where the time has gone. Yeah, girl, you bet. You're an old lady now. Ten years yeah. in, holy cow! <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a rookie anymore. I see all no. these kids coming out of the academy, and they're like 21, 22 years old. I'm just like, geez. Mm-hmm. Hello, I'm your mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, where's the time gone? Seriously. What's it like to be? What's it like to police down south? I'm I'm from Maine, so I'm oh, really north. Yeah. There's a lot of ooh, yeah. So Texas, the best thing about Texas for now, until that decides to change down the road, is everything with guns. Honestly, I feel better, a little safer in Texas for the sense that I know there's going to be a civilian out there that will probably have my back in some sort mm-hmm. of way. Um, I mean, we still have the same issues down here. It's they're, they're the same everywhere. Mm-hmm. Whether it be people that hate the police, that say F the police, that have zero respect for us. But I would say that the family is, no matter where you're at, what country, what city, what state, we're still just as tight. Yeah. But I mean, whatever y'all have up there, y'all are very, it's a different world up north mm-hmm. when it comes to laws and everything. So if somebody asked me about the laws and they're in a different state. I'm like, I can't, I, I don't know what to tell you. It, mm-hmm. They're so different from state to state. So. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Is the, is the brotherhood pretty, is, would you say it's pretty thick down there or, or oh, what do you think? Thick, yeah. Um. So basically it, it's not like the firefighting world. Cause I did fire for five years before. Mm. But uh, If you have an issue, people are very tight. It's like the, it's like the military. It's, they understand each other and just some things 
that we can't really talk about either at home or with the public. We, we, we can usually just go to each other and be like, hey, I'm, I, I got this going on. What do you think? How do you think I should do this? How, how should I go about doing it? it? It's just some things that you just can't talk about with normal civilians, per se. Yeah, I really, I really, and I like that. I like that you bring that point up because that's obviously a huge part of the job, right? And that's like a huge, it's a con definitely where we, the part where it's like when we go home or talk to our friends, like they don't understand, but the, the brotherhood being good down there, the tight, that's awesome. I, I love that. We talk a lot about that, um, about the brotherhood and where the, where the hell has it gone sometimes, you know? Sometimes, so sometimes I, I look at some people I work with, I'm like, how are you a cop? I don't get where your mindset is at. You're more worried about the people that are outside judging you for your job, whether they're an internet lawyer, an internet cop trying to tell you how to do your job, or some of the different politics. I'm like, that's you're supporting somebody that is very non-poly, so I don't, I don't understand where you're coming from, but yet mm. you're one of us. Mm-hmm. They're more worried about what the citizens have to say rather than protecting their own. Mm-hmm. It's sad to see that out there. Yeah, and and that's true. And man, isn't that real, huh? Freaking have to deal with that. Yeah. Oh. So, okay. So, Laura, I I want to dive right into this. So, I want to I want to talk to you a little bit about like, can you tell us about like a little bit about like, or a lot of bit about like a stressful situation like you've ever been into, like the most stressful call, the most stressful situation you've ever been in on the job. I think the worst one would probably have to be. And I had a buddy that went through this as well, too. I can't even say that shooting I was in was stressful because I kind of just reacted. It's just amazing how your training sets in and it just comes out so smoothly. And Mm. afterwards, you back up and think, the heck did I just do? Where did that come from? Mm. Um, But no, it's just those little fights with people that you've worked with day in, day out. They're your common hook. You know them by name. You know their family. And then something happens. We had one where he was just lurking around the cars and I just see a full head of hair. His name is Luis. He was probably about 5'3". Mind you, I'm Mm -hmm. 5'10". He was my first arrest ever and it was just for a simple weed and some warrants. Well, we saw somebody like creeping around the cars and I saw some broken windows. I'm like, okay, so somebody's been breaking into cars. Cool. Well, it's probably been the worst fight I've ever been in and Mm -hmm. it was a fight with a 5'2", 5'3 guy. He kind of looked like Carlos Santana Mm. honestly Mm -hmm. (laughs) and decided he wasn't gonna fight because he was trying to get away he was just fighting for survival it's just one of those if you see like a deer in the headlight look that's what he looked like and i don't think i have ever fought it felt like i was fighting for two hours Mm -hmm. and we couldn't get cover fast enough my radio decided it wanted to fling off my shoulder and that's why i started wearing my radio differently so it wouldn't fling off Mm. uh and i it I had to pull a couple WWE moves because my partner and I had him. I had him by the hair. That's why I will tell any female out there. Because if you see females on their Instagram page, mm. wearing their hair all flowy and long and beautiful. And I'm like, why are you wearing your hair like that? Girl, thank so you. I had my hair super short. It's, it's uh-huh. a, little, it was a little shorter than how it is now because I have the, um, I need to speak with your manager hair right now. And I had that then. <laughs> but this guy's hair if it wasn't for his hair he would have like slivered away because he was just a tiny little guy he was mm-hmm. slippery so i was hugging my partner with him in the middle he's like you're gonna have to go back backwards so i had to go back backwards on my back and he was just trying to headbutt me 
Mm. And I ended up tearing my, it wasn't bad, but I mean, my middle finger on my left hand, which happened to be my gun hand. Mm. And it got like a jersey, one of those jersey fingers, where it Mm -hmm. catches your finger in his shirt. And if you twist it and it tore the ligaments, that sucked. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't feel pain, anything, but that was probably the longest, worst fight was with the scrawny little, tiny little guy just fighting to get away, just fighting for his life. I mean, so like how, that, how did you get him? At, it's it's not even the scary part because I guess we're just so used to that. Yeah, and that's, that's and that's scary in itself. Say. Yeah, and and that's fucking scary all in itself. So, a couple of things I want to go back. First off, I just want to thank you. I just really want to fucking thank you so much for making that point about women. So I do. So I also what I run is the Lady Sheepdog club. Um, basically it's, it's to help women to get into law enforcement or rookie officers and really kind of help them get acclimated because, you know, sometimes these, especially in the smaller podunk agencies, we don't have a lot of females. So it's like really trying to give them a heads up, try to help them get, become a little more squared away with some help versus, you know, it took me years. And, uh, that is it. I am telling you, Laura, I am done. I am so done with these women in uh, in law enforcement supposedly they're in law enforcement and they're on instagram and they've got you know you know and 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 their hair is long and flowy and uh, beautiful and and they look beautiful and they have like this their makeup i swear to god they like go get it done and like listen i'm not against makeup don't don't but but this is a time and a place and like i'm they're looking like victoria's secret models and they're going like to work and i'm like wait a minute because i did not look like that (laughs) you know when I go on duty. And so thank you so much. And so for bringing that point up and it's definitely not me just like shitting on women. I mean, it's definitely a safety issue. We like, hello. Keep the femininity. Mm-hmm. Stay looking like a girl. Um, But you got to be honest with yourself. We're in a male dominated world. So you need to be able to hold up with the men. And there's some females that I can't stand it. They will stir the pot. They act like they're better than everybody else. They try to, they're, they act like that typical bitch cop. Mm-hmm. Now, just because you're trying to hold yourself to keep up with everybody else, just be yourself, but be able to know how to hold your own ground. Mm-hmm. Because some people, when I say I, I, I don't get in, I did not get into many fights and people are like, I fought that guy several times. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Literally verbal judo, mm-hmm. y- your words and the way you treat people just because you're a female, I don't care. You're, you're a female man. You're, you're a cop. So mm-hmm. act like it. Because mm-hmm. there, there's just some people, especially females that I've seen, I'm like, I will not answer that call with them. And if I do, I'm asking for somebody else to back me up because I know that person is going to stir the pot. And if I've de-escalated the situation, they're going to escalate it right back up. Mm-hmm. So yep. just act like it. But especially but with the going back to the hair part, that is they can control your head, whether it be a bun, whether it be a ponytail, whether you have your hair down. That is the biggest thing for females. Mm-hmm. That is an officer safety issue. Just imagine if you're fighting, that is going to be something they can just grab and turn and yank. They can control your head. They can control where you're going. Mm-hmm. And you might be looking all beautiful and stuff, but just make sure you actually have that that officer safety going on. Yeah. I, I had makeup on every day and I made myself look damn adorable, but... Well, I, I, you forget about all that stuff when you're on the street. You're not out there. It's not a fashion show. It's it's a job, and other people's lives are at risk. So mm-hmm. hold yourself, hold yourself at that standard. 
and stop I, worrying about social media and posting it on there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and the problem that I have about it with the social media is that, like, you're going to – these girls that are, like, rookies or, you know, going into law enforcement, here they come in and they think it's a – you know, they don't really know that it's, like, a real job and that, you know, your life is on yeah. the fucking line. And like you just said, once you're on the road, it doesn't matter. You, It doesn't matter what you look like anymore, you know? Like, they don't I care. These girls are starting to do it. Like, the they have the – veteran girls the girls that are serving mm-hmm. and then there's the female cops and there's some people that hold themselves to no standards on social media <laughs> posting their butt and their boobs and mm-hmm. the middle finger and i mean there's there's a time and a place to act just don't do it in a uniform and if somebody's going to look at you they're going to be like oh that's a respectable looking cop she's even respectable off duty mm-hmm. that's nice yeah, and and not to say like wait until those those photos end up in fucking court and you know the defense attorney's like oh how can we take that how can we take you serious when you're showing your you know this is how you act off duty and blah blah blah. Oh, you're showing your Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, um. So can we go back for a minute? Um, because I know that everyone is gonna want to hear. Can we hear a little bit about the shoot that you were in? Are you able to talk about that? Oh, it was back when I was on training. Mm-hmm. Um, it was I was on my second phase of training. Yeah, second phase of training. So we have four phases. The first three phases are seven weeks, and the last phase is two weeks, unless they've changed it. That was 10 years ago. Um, so I was on second phase of training day three, three days before my birthday. Wow. Um, so I was just driving around with my trainer. And we saw a car just acting a little erratic. I'm like, okay, whatever. Pull him over. I'm kind of running this. He's like, do what you want to do. Is that cool? But the way he pulled in, I could only, we were almost at a T. So as if he had his car perpendicular and I was at a T to him. So I was the lower part of the T. Mm. And he just, the look on his eye, the scared deer look. And he would not show me his hands. Would not show me his hands. My trainer at the time he he's very super hands-on kind of guy mm-hmm. um, way more aggressive than i ever was at that time especially in training um would not show us his hand kept looking down would not look at his hand so hands kill mm. um so he went to go pull him out of the car and the guy decided to take off so i was just like ah shit so i, I ran after the car because it was going kind of slow Next thing you know, he's just going, he speeds off. I'm like, well, crap. So he starts dragging my partner. Mm. So I shoot through the back, but it's one of those. I'm like, where do I shoot? Because if I shoot one way, it's going to go through the building to the other side. I don't want to shoot my partner. Right. Um, if I shoot the guy in the head, then he's going to wreck out with my partner there. It's just one of those. It, it could have gone 500 different ways. Mm-hmm. So I ended up shooting him. It was just in the back, but it, the way it hit him. He had a pickup truck, one of those old ones, so it's thick steel. It hit him. Thank God he didn't wreck out. My partner ended up tucking and rolling. Thank God there was no other cars coming. And we ended up having to, I pick him up. I have to run back to my car, pick him up. The guy drives off. We ended up getting him, but it was one of those that it did not kill him, but he had a colostomy bag. Oh, wow. But they never found the bullet, so I don't know where in God's name that bullet went. Oh, wow. It went in him. I only shot once, Mm -hmm. but... It, that's not with a moving car with your partner so close that's not mm. i don't know how i would have done it again if i had it done it now i don't i don't know yeah no absolutely especially with my partner there yeah 
yeah, definitely a lot of moving parts in that situation. Literally. Girl. (laughs) So, so can you tell me, so we talked, obviously, so, I mean, obviously that's a pretty damn stressful situation, but like you said, you know, one of the more stressful ones that you, you know, you encountered too was, was that fight um, with the guy who was five, three. Now, that the stress so here's what i know from being a police officer right is like the stress we know how to compartmentalize right so we deal with that you dealt with your you dealt with your stuff and then like you go home like mm-hmm. how did you deal with that stress how did that like affect you moving forward it actually made me want to go out and do my job anymore like mm-hmm. even, way more because some people are like are you okay you're not gonna quit are you i'm like no i'm not gonna quit it's part of my job mm-hmm. um it made me realize how real the job was mm-hmm and how prepared I actually felt like I was. Um, because everybody's like, you sounded really great on the radio. I thought I was cursing over the radio. I thought I was going to get in trouble for cursing. Um, the gym actually has been a big thing for me because I grew up just being a dancer, like ballerina, not sexy dancer. So I, <laughs> I just danced my whole life. So I've been Little Miss Press Press my mm-hmm. whole life. So the whole fact of being a cop is new to my parents, but mm. just if, if I don't work out, I get a little moody, Ooh. which is odd. So I have to work out. Um, I don't bring my stuff home. And if I do, I'll have a moment and then I'll have to move on. Cause that's not something I want to bring my husband into, especially where I work now. That's mm-hmm. not something I'm going to take home. Mm-hmm. So between the gym and my dark sense of humor, mm-hmm. it comes out a lot at work. Mm-hmm. We are some, yeah, we're, we're some interesting people at work, but that's just how we deal with it. Yep. I mean, it's, it's sick people out there. So mm-hmm. humor and gym, it's my two things. So that and video games sometimes. Yeah. No, yeah. That, that was the thing is, do you have any, like, what do your, what do you do for hobbies? Workout. I work, I work out and I eat. <laughs> <laughs> and then I video game and I, so literally I, I, I work out. Well, I go to work, I come, I work out. And then husband and I actually just video game. And mm-hmm. we, while he streams, we're talking in what's a thing called Discord. And it's a bunch of people that are veterans and police officers and fire and normal people. Mm-hmm. But it, we can all cut up. And it's the same type of humor, same type of personality. And it just, there I can somewhat talk about what I did during the day and mm-hmm. without giving out too much. It's, it's nice. Cool. It's another escape. Cool. I like that. I think it's really important too to have, you know, a couple of different stress reliefs, you know? And without it being alcohol or something. Exactly. Some people just go straight home, flip on the TV and have a beer or two. And sometimes when you're around people all day, you just don't want to be around more people. Mm-hmm. So some people like to kind of tune out their family. Mm-hmm. That's probably the worst thing you can do is just tune them out. I understand you can have some time by yourself. But then you can't forget about the family members that are at home because then that's just going to cause issues because police officers have a really high divorce rate. Mm-hmm. That's probably a good chunk of why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Now, kind of like an off-the-cuff question, but I just want to ask you, is like, so like, how do you, like I know how I do it and like I, I talk about it all the time to Sheepdog Nation, but I'd love to hear, like, you know, you're you're a woman – obviously married and like how do, how does that like being a police officer and you're the and you're the woman and typically it's the guy like does that like how does that go in your relationship um i think if 
considering what I do, since I'm just a detective, mm -hmm. I think it probably has a big difference. Um, if I were still in patrol, I think it would be a little different mm -hmm. because you are more in the spotlight in the sense of messing up, getting shot at every day, mm -hmm. um, not knowing exactly what's going to happen. And I think if I were in patrol, that would be a big difference in how it goes. Mm -hmm. um, but how do you hold yourself? I it, Being a police officer is an acting job. So you act one way when you're at work. You, you kind of form to the situation and change to every situation. So you're a different person. But when you come home, I, I don't think you should be like super cop. There's people that live and breathe police work. Mm -hmm. Um you're not i mean always be aware of your surroundings take care of everybody but don't treat everybody at home or anything like you're a cop because mm. that almost it comes like you're belittling them mm. and I, I know i've been guilty of that before too like assuming one thing like no i know that trust me i'm not stupid i know that it's just knowing how to shut that police off mm. when you get home i love that fantastic advice for male or female officers Amazing. Yep. Absolutely. So, so we talked a little bit, you know, so I, I like what you said, you know, you said that, you know, you being like kind of off the road too definitely helps you, um, with staying level headed. And, and is there anything specific? Like, do you, do you listen to it? Like, do you read any books or listen to any audios or is there anything that you do to help you keep like level headed, especially with like, what you're into right now. Like I know that there's a lot of guys and girls that just couldn't, couldn't do, yeah. you know, what you're doing. Honestly, just my coworkers. I, I've been lucky enough to have coworkers that if something bothers me, I can talk to them about it because they deal with it too every mm -hmm. day, especially with my little unit they were in. There's only one, two, there's five of us in our unit mm -hmm. uh, just for the internet crimes. So the things that we see are pretty disgusting mm -hmm. and you see a different side of humanity that you wish you didn't see sometimes mm -hmm. um our, our our messed up humor goes on with that but you also have to learn it's easier for me it's easier said than done because some people cannot do it they don't have that switch you have to be able to not take things home from work i don't i i need to read more so i can learn but i i, I try to lose myself in everything else like the gym Jim mm -hmm. is my I lift heavy. Mm -hmm. I do cardio because I have to because it makes me unfat. Mm -hmm. um, but if I'm lifting the weights, I think of leaving everything in the gym. Mm. At the gym or if I have anything else, we play a little bit of PUBG or a video game or World of Warcraft. It sounds super nerdy, but that's what I choose to do. That or when, even where I'm living now, I take the train to work sometimes. Mm -hmm. So just sitting there listening to music whether it be Hans Zimmer, which is movie, it's not movie show tunes, but it's the orchestration mm -hmm. or some NF or some Eminem, something like that. I will lose myself in the music, just relax mm. and just stay off social media and just not do anything work related. Just you, ha you have to keep your mind shut down from work sometimes or else it's going to, it is going to take over you. It's not fun. It consumes you. It's so, then that's so easy, you know? I think it's a constant fight. What do you think? Oh, for sure. And there's some people that can't, like, I, I don't have very many friends that I work directly with that I hang out with outside. Mm -hmm. Or if I do have friends that are outside, there are other agencies. 
we won't talk work. I don't want to live and breathe work. Or they know that I, I don't feel like talking work all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. When I'm off work, I'd like to be off work. Mm-hmm. I will be paranoid anyways. That's just part of the job. Part of it. Hands, quickest point of egress, little things like that. But uh-uh. I need to relax. Yep, absolutely. So do you have any, while we're on this, this subject, do you have any advice to rookies? Like what would be your number one advice to a rookie coming on the job? Don't let the senior officers let you get down. Don't lose stuff because once they start getting the, the old heads, not so much the old heads, they've been with the department for a while. They All they do is whine, bitch, moan, complain about how horrible their job is, how they don't get paid enough, how they're getting thrown around, and they just become so blase Mm -hmm. that and they're not always on their guard you need to always be on your guard um i I hear a lot of these senior officers telling the rookie officers oh when you become my age you're just not going to want to work anymore and this is the worst place ever Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. like i told a kid the other day and i say kid loosely he was like 22 he was on his first phase of training i saw him at court that's exactly what i told him i was like like don't let those senior officers bring you down do your job enjoy your job and make the best of it. Because if you don't like your job and you don't like what you do for life, you're, you're kind of screwed because mm. that's your career. you got to actually like what you do. Uh, it's not going to be perfect every day. I come home and I'm like, God, I hate my job. But there's some days I'm just I'm like, this is great. I feel like I've done something. Yep. Absolutely. That's, that's really good advice. I love that because I definitely can speak from firsthand experience about that you know, veteran officers, the old crusties, <laughs> day shift. You don't work. I'm like, how have you not been shot by now? Because you're not even paying attention to what you do. Mm-hmm. And you have your shirt half tucked in and your pant leg is half stuck in your boots. Ugh, I, appearance. I couldn't. Staying healthy and not looking like your stomach is hanging over your belt. I have zero respect for officers that have their belt being hidden by their stomach. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're going to save my life one day. Are you going to be able to mm-hmm. stay healthy? Mm-hmm. And it's not just for yourself. It's for your family on both sides, your blue family and your actual family. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like you dying while you're trying to help me out. And then I have to try to save you while trying to save myself. And you can't because you're too overweight. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Great advice. Um, Let's let's move on. So we have we have a couple of questions from actually the Sheepdog Nation audience um, that they wanted okay. to ask you. And the first one is: so, what are your typical reactions once people get to know who your husband is? And Laura, for people who don't know, can you just um, tell us who your husband is? So my husband is a talented, sweet man. <laughs> um. <laughs> So he's John Burke. He he's big on social media. He is a great speaker. He is a veteran, mm-hmm. and he used to be a drill sergeant. So he is known for his drill sergeant ways and his personality of flat out telling you to your face, straight up, and not sugarcoating things. Because if you sugarcoat it, you're probably going to eat it too. Mm-hmm. Um. So he's big on social media. Um. There's some people that have actually that I work with that figured out who he was and his relation to me and suddenly decided they wanted to start talking to me. Mm. Um, especially when it happens to be like your ex-husband's best friend who decides to 
go fangirl when he sees him. Um, it's kind of awkward. So he's like, weird. <laughs> people that come out of the woodworks that are suddenly thinking that they're my friend. Mm-hmm. Or there's people at work that I have no idea who in God's name they are. Like, hey, Laura, how's John doing? Like, hey, person, I don't know. He's great. Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, yeah. <laughs> so it's nice people don't people don't mess with me so it's, it's pretty sweet oh that's good i was gonna say <laughs> i bet they don't so the, basically they all just want to be your friend once they realize that you're married to john <laughs> yes and it, for the same thing with him we our circle has gotten very small mm-hmm. because it, it feels like some people just are there because they want to use you mm-hmm. or they're there for reasons that aren't real so whether they're like they they suddenly start asking me hey can can you come? Oh, and by the way, can you bring John with you? Or can you get Tommy with you? Mm. Or, hey, can you come to this? Or, hey, can you come to that? And, oh, yeah, by the way, can you bring John with you? Mm-hmm. And it's gotten to the point where you're like, yeah, no, sorry. We, we can't go. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it's a job for him. Yeah. I mean, start. it's it's like having a mechanic that works on your car. I mean, are you going to ask him to do it for free? No. Right. So the fakes come out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Um, the next question is, is if you could rewind your life, would you still go into law enforcement knowing what you know now? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's not something that I grew up wanting to do. I grew up wanting to be a nurse. Mm. But when I started doing my pre-wax after I uh, graduated with my bachelor's and something I don't even use, but <laughs> I started doing my pre for nursing and I took chemistry and anatomy and physiology in a summer semester together. So I am a cop because I hate chemistry. Ooh. Um, I never wanted to be a cop. There's no cops in my family. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty much the black sheep of the family. Ooh. But knowing everything I've known now, I mean, we learn it for a reason. It's it's just what forms who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I see the change from the beginning to now and the climate change with society and regarding cops and how they look at us. and. Mm-hmm. I don't let that bother me. I mean, yeah, it sucks. A lot of people don't like us, but I'm not doing my job for people to like mm-hmm. me. I'm like, I don't care if you like me or not. I'm still going to do my job just as well. I like it. So. I like it. Mm-hmm. Good. And and my last question I have for you um, for this episode was another audience member wanted to know if the PD had ever said anything to you about some of like what your husband talks about. <laughs> Not so much of what he's talked about. It's just how I respond to something. <laughs> he does. Um, so he's pretty much my voice sometimes because, as you all know, we can't really say much of anything or have an opinion mm-hmm. because Lord knows we're not allowed to have an opinion mm-hmm. because exactly not, so opinions don't really mm-hmm. matter. And if we have one, then we get shamed mm-hmm. for it. Um, yeah, there was there's actually been two incidents where somebody had posted on his thing. Uh, one of them, they posted on a comment on one of his rants that he had done saying that the officers that died at seven, seven that died here and were killed. Mm-hmm. We lost five. Um, they were killed. They probably deserved it because some of them looked overweight. <laughs> so I made the comment and I told him to go drink bleach. <laughs> so it just happened to be a guy that did not like John. And he actually called up to my internal affairs and complained. And my sergeant took me into his office. I'm like, I regret nothing. I probably shouldn't have said that. I get that now. But he deserved it. And my sergeant's like, I understand. Just please stop telling people to drink bleach. Mm -hmm. So I learned my lesson there. Mm -hmm. 
And then there's another one. John had posted something. And he simply put, I, I, I don't think that you would have the balls to say that to my wife to her face. I think I saw that or comment. Probably, or she probably would. Or she'll pop you. Well, I didn't see that. Um, I just saw you. I, I think he says the you don't have the balls to say that t- to my wife's face. I saw that. That was awesome. Yeah, because people don't. And this just happened to be, we looked at this lady's page. She was, she worked for CPS, but she was not a fan of cops. And she had a lot of cop hate stuff on her mm-hmm. page. But then she turned everything and started saying that I threatened to assault somebody in society, a citizen, and started making up all these things. So I knew this was going to happen. So I had to screenshot and screen record everything that she was saying. She ended up calling internal affairs again. She started an investigation on me. Thank goodness they put it down to my sergeant's level rather than doing uh, the internal affairs people taking it. And had it not been for screenshots, Mm -hmm. uh, she could have easily gotten me super reprimanded. Mm -hmm. So it's just one of those that I have to watch what I say, how I respond, who these people are. Because everything can get screenshot. I mean, you can screenshot anything. Mm-hmm. Like, people will twist your words, mm-hmm. um, clip it, and say, well, she said mm-hmm. this. I'm like, no. Did you not hear the whole conversation? Mm-hmm. And the, luckily enough, I even have chiefs. Like, my chief right now in charge of me, he's always asking, hey, how's John doing? How's he doing? I'm like, so awkward. Mm-hmm. My chiefs are watching this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they watch this stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. They can't actually comment on there but there there's a lot of support that he has that when he's backing us up a lot he backs us up yeah he does yep i mean and and if we screw up yeah we screwed up i mean it's like people that either support our president or they don't you can't 100 percent support somebody i mean there's going to be things that they do wrong Mm -hmm. and they, they can point it out and that's the great thing that we have there but with his viewpoints, I have not gotten in trouble for them. It's just me inserting my foot in mouth. <laughs> and social media will get people in trouble. It's a, it's a bad thing nowadays. So you have to watch yourself and be super. If you're, if you're going to be in the limelight, you really have to watch yourself. And it kind of helps you mature a little bit and think before you either speak or type something. Yeah, yeah really good points. And, and it's <laughs> funny, Laura, because my husband he so i while well, i've been following you my husband is the one who recommended john to me because i'm like i follow his wife like why the hell do i want to, like well, what do i need to listen to him for and then like um it was like some video john made or some post something about like backing the police and i'm like oh that's why i need to talk to him you know what i mean like i need to i need to listen to this guy yes so good yeah. he's helped me out a lot in the sense of having my own voice and Heavy might not have been afraid to have my own yep. opinion. It's just I have to turn it into the way that somebody else can't twist the words. Mm-hmm. Yep. That helps. Good. Well, I love it. And I think that we need we need more law enforcement officers, you know, like you and and not afraid to have, you know, to have their voice and to be able to stand up and, and say things. And, you know, because I – exactly. Human. Yeah, we're cops, but we're freaking human. And – everybody else it's a job we have to have our own lives too yep absolutely well laura i just want to say thank you so much um we've been chatting for a while i think i could talk to you all day um but i just before um we i let you go do you have anything else that you want to leave sheepdog nation with like if people want to come hang out with you can you tell them your handle or wherever you hang out the most 
Yeah, I'm usually my my area where I feel like I'm not held back as much as more Instagram, and I feel like I can show a lot of things via pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just Laura Burke one. It's L A U R A B U R K one. Um, and then there's also my Facebook page, which is just at Laura Marie Burke. Okay. And I just I post a lot of stuff on there regarding just normal everyday life things, fitness stuff. Um, things that keep us motivated, funny things, just to kind of remind you, hey, we're human, human too. So cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, and I'll definitely um, in the show notes will be able to, people will be able to um, just click and they'll be able to get at you and follow you and hang out with you. Oh. So thank you so much, Laura. Thank you for being here. Thank um, you. Dog Nation, I will see you in the next episode. I just want to thank you so much for being here as always. Um, Real quick, so if you guys aren't already in the Facebook group, it's uh, the Sheepdog Nation podcast uh, on Facebook. And when you come in, you get to um, ask questions and um, for the for our speakers and our guests that we have come on here. So if you were wondering, hey, like I I want I would have definitely loved to ask Laura something. Well, get your ass into the Facebook group, <laughs> and then the next time I have a guest on, I'll post and you can ask them a question. That's how this works. So. Anyways, um, all right, guys, thank you so much for being here. I'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you, Laura, and I will talk to you guys later. And that was another episode of Ship Duck Nation. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and let us know by giving us a rating. If you have questions that you want answered by Autumn in the podcast, submit it by going to the link in the show notes. As always, stay safe and watch your sixth.